0: Welcome in, Pyle, 7 o'clock. Let the fun begin on a Wednesday. It's a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Jim Davis along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trusted name in automobiles. Something you want to complain about today? Moving's never fun. Moving sucks, let's just be honest about it. No matter how how much much nicer than new home you move into is those kind of things there's still there's still challenges Been doing lots of like death by a thousand cuts kind of stuff plumbing little plumbing problems things like that haven't lost a ton of things
1: mario I'm- or luigi plumbing
0: I forget, remind me which one was was Mario, the, was he good at plumbing? I, I don't remember. Or was remember. Luigi good at plumbing? I think out.
1: Luigi was probably the better plumber. He just looks like the better plumber.
0: Looks like he Yeah. probably is.
1: So I don't know if that's really... Then
0: what Wario's like an evil plumber, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. But I'm I'm surprised we haven't lost more stuff. It's just like a 2-mile move It wasn't like we moved, you know, across the country or something. But uh th- that's been encouraging. But uh there's just been lots of little challenges, we'll put it that way. So uh yeah, I've I've got those those kind of things to whine about today. If there's something you want to complain about today, now's your opportunity. Text or call 970-242-1340. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Uh, so you wanted to complain about FUBO, right? Because you Yeah, you know you have an issue with FUBO.
1: I was looking into FUBO and I'm like, all right, let's maybe see what we can get going here. And then it was one price, the introductory offer, and okay, then you go through the whole rigmarole of uh putting all that information in, setting up and then oh, by the way, this is not the actual price what you're gonna pay. Because you have to pay for the uh, local sports channel, which whether you watch it or not, you have to pay for it. Right. I'm gonna watch it, but still, thirteen bucks a month is.
0: I know that's, that's pretty see, steep. But I had, but I had that for Dish too, mm-hmm. and it, you know, not to smack Dish around, but or not to defend Fubo, but yeah, that was a comparable price.
1: Right. But and still, then you're like, eh, okay, all right. You know what? Let me let me hold off on this a little bit cuz I have Sling. It's cheaper for Sling. But it has Red Zone, it has all the sports channels, right? Which would be another add-on for Fubo. I'm like, okay. So let me hang on to Sling through the football season. Then I come back to Fubo. I'm like, "All right. Let's see about this because got Nuggets, Avs, playoff run coming up. You get Altitude, perfect." Right. You get AT&T Sportsnet for as long as that channel stays afloat. <laughs> exactly. So you get Rockies. And, you know, have, have MLB TV to watch the Guardians. That's fine. 90 minutes after the Rockies game is over, I can watch it. That's great, except that's like 11 at night. Which is not Doesn't great. really work for me very much. No. Nope. Uh, so I'm like, all right, let's go see what Fubo has. Okay, so they jack up their basic package $5. All right, Sling did the same thing. Then you go through and you're like, okay. And then you get to where after your seven-day free trial, you're going to be paying, your bill is going to be $330. Like, right, hold on a second. It's $74 a month plus, you know, 13 or whatever. So look at it, $80, 85, 90, somewhere else. How is it this much? Mo- oh, by the way, you pay in quarters. Right. You don't pay monthly anymore. You have to pay every quarter. Right, and I
0: went back and looked at that. Yes, like, it's it's quarterly.
1: Like this nope. This is stupid.
0: So yeah, I'm, I'm like, you know what, I'm I'm good. My my thing is I'm gonna keep FUBO for now. Yeah. Then probably look at YouTube T V or something. Because there's some there's some pluses there with mm-hmm. with each one has their pluses minus yeah. minuses. And so. if I
1: started with FUBO, I'd probably feel the same way about switching. I'd be like, you know what, I'm gonna stay because yeah. it doesn't really seem worth the pain in the butt to go through the entire, all right, now how do I work this? How do yeah. I get through and this I may, end up, thing? I may
0: end up doing the same thing. Just go, okay, I'm just going to keep it, and that's fine. Yeah,
1: it's just like, you know what? This is way more trouble than what it's worth to try to get this, so I'm going to wait for a second.
0: And therein lies the problem with where we are right now with, with the, the television side of things. Mm-hmm. When it comes to sports packages, yep, and and this comes TV packages in general. That that's one of the beauties about this product. Mm-hmm. This is to, free. This is absolutely free. You do not have to pay a single dime. And that's reflected. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> and, but
1: and what you get? Yeah, that's reflected in the paycheck. You can really tell it's free. But that's that's just kidding. Make a perfectly fine living doing this. My my thing is, and I. I am loathe to trust Rob Manfred because, what do I say about baseball? Never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity. Exactly. Well, the DSG, the Diamond Sports Group, is getting ready to go belly up. That means your Bally Sports uh, RSNs are getting ready to go with it. Warner Brothers Discovery is getting out of the RSN market, so there goes the Root and AT&T Sportsnet channels.
0: So what happens? And Major League Baseball is talked
1: about. You know what? We may take this on, and some of the articles surrounding this is, well, maybe then baseball because Rod Manford's talked about it too about how kind of the blackout rules are handcuffing them a little bit in. They're antiquated. They're antiquated, absolutely. But they're handcuffing them in some of these streaming. Over the top, all the however you want to phrase it, some of these modes and methods they're they're kind of handcuffing them. They're not able to get teams direct to consumers. Like NBA League Pass, right. you can buy a teams league pass. Now you can do that to MLB now as well, but it's the out of market team,
0: right? And, and in, while which we're two hundred fifty miles yeah. away,
1: we're in the Rockies market,
0: which which is It's BS. Yeah. Which has been probably part of the problem with Sunday Ticket where you can't just... If I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, mm-hmm. I just want the Packers. I don't want any, I don't want anything else. You got to watch them over the air. And so that's one of the things that's been talked about post-change yeah. for the Sunday Ticket is an, an a la carte, I can pick whatever I want and, and, to watch.
1: And I'm also all right with some of the NFL blackout because... In your local market, like, it it's Denver, not necessarily here. But most all of the Broncos games you can find on over-the-air TV. If I were living in Ohio, I could watch all of the Browns games over the air. Right. I'd have to get cable for an RSN or go, you know, kind of circumvent the rules, get a VPN. Yeah. Which I don't really want to do. No. Nope. But... That's that's the only way you could really get Guardians or Cavs or Nuggets or Avs or Rockies. You have to purchase a package that offers that RSA. Right. You know, for out-of-market games for the Sunday ticket, you don't. And for out-of-market games of teams you like, which happens more and more as people move around the country. It's not like right. sure. my teams are in Ohio. I don't really have to worry about that. But I do like most of the Colorado teams, too, and I can't watch them.
0: And there also lies the problem with just the basic TV package, the non-sports yeah. part of it, where a la carte would be nice because there, there are a lot of channels, whether it's Fubo, Dish, Direct, mm-hmm. Cable, whatever. You go, I'm never going to watch this.
1: I don't need four uh, channels I, of GAC. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Or National Geographic right. or not to knock their their product. It's it's informational. It's educational. There's a lot. There's a lot but there's a lot of them that you're just going – I'm never gonna watch this channel, mm-hmm. like some Discovery of the Discovery America. Or yeah, some of the MTV channels, and I'm just some some of the other. You know, depending on which news network. I mean, there's. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm never gonna watch that. Right. So, so why am I paying for this? And it's kind of the same deal with because at least out for a sports fan, it offset the pain of thirteen dollars a month if I didn't have to pay right full price for the the channels that I'm normally getting.
1: And it's starting to come back around too, because I see in this. This is stereotyping, and I apologize in advance, but not really, because I don't really care that much about. There, there's a group on the internet that's like, "Why, gosh, I wish we could package Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu and HBO Max and package all these streaming platforms into one, you know, kind of dashboard." That's cable. Yeah. Get cable. And it's like, man, what about a podcast? But you don't record it. You just get in a room and talk. You're recreating, hanging out with friends. <laughs> what are you doing? And it's kind of like, well, we need a dashboard now to put all these streaming services together. No, that's cable. That's so kind of d- like TV. Or it's Dish
0: because I could get HBO Max. I could I could get Netflix on yeah. When I had Dish, I could get them on there if I wanted we to. Should be able to do this and that and the whole thing. Like, we're well, doing that. Well, you can. Depends on which outlet you right you turn to, to to get that. And now, like, you get Hulu. Okay,
1: so you're paying ABC, Disney, or, you know, whoever. Right. And that, or twentieth 21st Century Fox or whatever it is because they have FX and the whole thing. Or you get Sling, which is Dish and Fox, essentially. That's their streaming service right you know youtube apple they're they're essentially cable companies
0: that's what they that's are just, just cable over the internet <laughs> just, uh,
1: but to get for our purposes it's it was supposed to be easier to it was supposed sports, to be right but now, now now
0: it's harder it's much yeah. more difficult and at some point somebody's going to come up with a hopefully a better way to package Mm -hmm. some of these things not what like the dashboard thing like you're talking about but just some kind of an a la carte where i can just pick exactly what i want Mm -hmm. these are the things i want give me a price for i get to pick 30 channels yeah and and so i get to pick whatever 30 channels i I want pick
1: all 30 all 30
0: i don't get i don't get to pick five or ten i get to pick all 30 right and this is the price that I have to pay for the 30 channels that I really, really watch or, or however many. Mm-hmm.
1: Or, you know what? You pay $2 per channel. Whatever. What, what are the case maybe? And if it's a sports channel, if I have to pay $3?
0: Okay. All right. I'm all, I'm all right with that. If it's one I watch a lot, sure. Absolutely. All right. There we go. Or you know what's you, <laughs> you get today.
1: all of your league commissioners in a room and say, each city... You got to figure it out. You got 30 days to get an app or a streaming platform w- together Whatever. for all of your teams. That's all.
0: To to make it make it a simple easy process to do it. And nothing like what's gone on over in Denver with with the whole Altitude Comcast war that and Dish and all that. All right, text or call 970-242-1340 if you got something you want to complain about today. Send it our way. Did uh, we have somebody wanting to comment on? Wrong number. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's Dish trying to track me down to, to get know. their equipment back.
1: Uh, apparently, we're, our number's close to, like, a doctor's office, I guess. Oh, okay. Because that's, like, the ninth call <laughs> in the last four weeks, I remember. Trying to call a doctor's
0: office. Maybe you should start setting up appointments. I
1: <laughs> I probably should. I could. Just be like, yeah, what uh, What are we seeing Doctors here? Davis, Davis and Van Gilder, yeah. uh. Make sure to fast be, for 48 hours. We can be the hours. morning sports doctors. Yeah. Make sure you fast 48 hours before your appointment. <laughs> so, you you know, would, your doctor says go ahead and have that cheeseburger if you want it. You're fine. You go right
0: ahead. Just, yeah. just whatever. If you want to have eight beers, mm-hmm. as long as you're not driving, have eight beers. Have nine exactly. beers. Go right ahead. We don't care. That's that's up to you.
1: Yeah,
0: 100%. All right. Text or call us 970-242-1340. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. It is a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. you can win a bottle of Talon Wine today. If you got something you need to get off your chest, text or call us, 970-242-1340. Busy show today. Uh, we'll talk with uh, Avs voice, Connor McGahee, later on this morning. Avalanche. In a game they should have dominated the way they did last night. Mm-hmm. San Jose's not very good. They're a bottom half of the league team. And it showed. And it showed last night. The Sharks were good for what ails the Avalanche, snapping a three-game losing streak last night with a dominating performance at Ball Arena. So we'll talk with Connor McGehee about that at 8:40 this morning. Mile High Sports Radio's Cody Rourke will join us. Broncos, as we predicted, they did not place the franchise tag on Draymond Jones. So we'll talk with Cody about that, what that means in regard to Jones and free agency for the Broncos moving forward. So uh, he'll join us at 8:20 this morning. Our usual Wednesday get together with Brian Roth, voice of the CSU Rams. Rams get ready to open up, uh, of course, uh, Mountain West Conference tournament play. So we'll talk with uh, Brian at the nine o'clock hour, and uh, Marissa Gagos, Colorado Mesa National Wrestling Champion, will join us at nine forty this morning. So we have a very busy show. Plus, Furman Monument Baseball Coach Casey Sullivan coming up in a little bit as the uh, Fanning Classic gets underway tomorrow over at Suplezio. So uh, looking forward to bringing you coverage, by the way, of the games from Suplezio tomorrow and on Friday as we uh, bring you the <laughs> Stanley Classic, the opening of the high school baseball season here in the Grand Valley. All right, so text or call us. Something that's on your on your mind today, need to get off your chest, we're here and we're listening. 970-242-1340. All right, it is time for... What's happening? and it's brought to you by ComWest your technology partner they help business owners grow their business by providing quality reliable personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally for example your old phone system it's kaput well guess what they put in our phone system it's an incredible mm-hmm. phone system and they can take care of that surveillance network support cybersecurity and backup and disaster recovery they're your technology partner Call them today at ComWest, 970-242-8142. All right, we start things out this morning with what's happening with Colorado Mesa. Former Metro State Athletic Director Joan McDermott has been hired as the interim athletic director at Colorado Mesa University. She replaces Kim Miller, who stepped down after five months on the job. According to the Daily Sentinel, McDermott recently retired as the athletic director at her alma mater the University of San Francisco. McDermott didn't uh, like retirement after stepping down last June. She'll start at CMU March 27th after volunteering as a site representative for the first two rounds of the NCAA Division I Women's Basketball Tournament. McDermott says she plans on applying for the job on a permanent basis. Her husband, Dan, was the head baseball coach at Regis and is currently the head coach at the Academy of Art in San Francisco. McDermott's have six grown children, some of which live in Colorado. The Broncos did not place the franchise tag on defensive tackle Draymond Jones at yesterday's deadline. At Denver, used the non-exclusive tag. Jones would have been paid around $19 million this season. Now he's one step closer to becoming a free agent. The Broncos still have a week to negotiate exclusively with Jones, but he'll most likely hit the open market. In other notable franchise tags from Tuesday, Baltimore placed the non-exclusive tag on quarterback Lamar Jackson. and The Giants placed the tag on running back Saquon Barkley. The giants did reach a deal on a new contract with quarterback daniel jones four years 160 million dollars for jones you want to uh, cue the music for me here thank you the avalanche snapped a three-game losing streak with their six nothing blowout of san jose last night in denver kale mccarr nathan mckinnon miko rantan all scored first period goals something that trio has never done before as the Avs outshot the sharks 19 to 2 in the first period Makar posted a four-point night with Colorado goalie Alexander Georgiev making 13 saves in the win. You'll hear more from Jared Bednar and Georgie coming up in a little bit. He
1: he got a shutout with 13 13 saves. saves. Hey, take it. Wow, the Sharks
0: suck. (laughs) They're bad. Colorado Mesa diver Isaiah Cheeks is the top qualifier in the pre-championship round of the men's three-meter diving at the D2 Nationals at Indianapolis. Cheeks is also third in the one-meter with uh, five Maverick divers qualifying for the next round. The first full day of competition is today. The CMU men's golf team finished 12th at the Las Vegas Desert Classic. It's the first tournament of the season with the Mavericks' Al Uh He finished tied for 17th with a three-day 222. The Glenwood Springs boys hockey team lost a thrilling three-overtime game and falling to Cheyenne Mountain 1-0 in the 4A championship last night at Magnus Arena in Denver. It was Cheyenne Mountain's 16th state title. Three Florida Monument hockey players played for Glenwood with Caleb Holm, Braden Schwetman, and Chase Pennell playing for the Demons. Valor Christian defeated Ralston Valley 7-3 to win the 5A title.
1: Glenwood probably should have scheduled the Sharks, too, while they were in town. Maybe so. <laughs>
0: May not have won a state title, That's but they would, nice. would have maybe had a had a win over an NHL team. <laughs>
1: Sorry to all of our Shark fan out there.
0: <laughs> Central girls' tennis team opened the season with a rare win against Fruit of Monument. The Warriors down the Wildcats 4-3 to with Central's number 1 singles player, Alexis Wickham, defeating Fruit of Monument's Cat Austin 3-6-6-3. To six, uh, 10-6. The Palisade Bulldogs baseball team is switching leagues after the current chassis cycle ends in two years. According to head coach Nate Porter, the Bulldogs have petitioned and been allowed to move from the Western Slope League to the Southwestern League, joining Montrose and Durango as 4A teams in the SWL. Porter says he hopes the move makes them better by playing higher-quality teams more often.
2: You know, we're going to be going into the Southwest League in two years. We've got two more years in the Western Slope League because we petitioned to get into the Southwest League to be more local, face a little bit better competition, our kids are very much expecting every year to win league, no matter what league we're playing, and you know that's the first step of a few that we're bringing on upon ourselves.
0: The defending Western Slope League champion Bulldogs open up the season tomorrow at Sapulzio, and they take on Prairie View at two o'clock. Pregame one forty-five tomorrow on the Team Sports Network, and that's a look at what's happening. And Once again, what's happening? Brought to you by ComWest, your technology partner. If you have computer issues, also looking for better surveillance of your business. Call them today, 970-242-8142. We'll take a break. We'll come back and talk with Fruit of Monument baseball coach Casey Sullivan. who's the champions of the Southwestern League. We'll talk with him next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Yeah,
1: I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level, the best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado sports leader, the team.
0: Talking Fruit of Monument Wildcat Sports on the Jim Davis Show. And Wildcats baseball coach Casey Sullivan brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Florida Monument starts the season tomorrow and they take on Lutheran at 2 o'clock to open up the Fanning Classic Baseball Tournament. Wildcats coach Casey Sullivan joins us. Casey, appreciate the time. How are you doing? No,
2: I'm doing well. Thanks, Jim, for having us.
0: Always great to talk with you about Wildcats baseball and of course, you're defending Southwestern League champions, getting ready to open up the season tomorrow against Lutheran. But uh, just just going back to last season, with your first year being the, the head coach, uh, undefeated record in Southwestern League play. No, guys, were, we're proud of that accomplishment, winning a, a league title again at Fruit Monument, and uh, hoping to go maybe a little bit deeper in the in the uh, 5A postseason. But you had that seven to three loss to Horizon that ended in the the first round of the state baseball tournament. But still a a, a lot of success for your program last year, Casey. When you guys went seventeen and seven, and I know you plan on building off that success here in your second year as head coach.
2: Uh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, that's I, you know I think that's the goal every year is uh, that you build a little bit. Um, you know, we had we had we were pretty senior heavy last year, and so uh, you know we lost quite a few of those guys. But um, man, I'm awfully excited about uh, the new guys and are rolling in um you know we were kind of senior sophomore heavy and our sophomores are now juniors and, uh very much looking forward to this year um i think uh we should be right in the mix again
0: uh, no doubt you lost some talent last year with uh, jack deer losing him to graduation He had 521 last year he had uh you know 33 rbis which was second best in your team so a big loss there uh, also you lose a, a really uh, good player to Andrew Lee that hit uh, eight home runs to lead you in that category last year. He hit 480. Peyton Nessler was a really good player for you last year, hitting 427 and, and 23 ribbies, but there's certainly talent back for you. Logan Cardoza, who uh, just finished up the basketball season here not too long ago, uh, he hit 484 for you last year, uh, did a nice job at the plate. Hunter Smolensky, uh sophomore last year, now a junior, hit 383 with 22 RBIs. So, you lose some really good players but you get those two back also uh, a guy that's now um, a, a junior in uh, in uh, Luke Weaver that uh, uh, last year's a sophomore hit 352 so some pretty good baseball players do return for your wildcats lineup this year Casey
2: yeah there's no doubt about it and um, you know I think especially coaching long enough and being around that uh, that sophomore to junior jump um, with those kids is pretty remarkable to watch you know just i look at the physicality of our uh of our juniors now there with um you know you mentioned hunter smolensky um colton hicks uh you got uh lucas weaver you know those guys came back and and their their bodies are different they're bigger they've been in the weight room you know a lot and um so yeah super um excited about those guys and um, I think, uh, yeah, they're. I think they're ready to go. They're kind of chomping at the bit. You mentioned Logan Cardoza. Love having him back. I think he'll get some outfield play for us. and uh, Yeah, he's great at the plate. It's uh, He's a hard out for sure.
1: Wildcats head baseball coach Casey Sullivan joining us on the Jim Davis show. And you talk about that sophomore to junior jump, one of the things that you might be able to use, and that's my question, some coaches like to flush that playoff loss an early exit and you know guys coming back this year it's a new season the whole thing some coaches like to use that bitter taste as part of growth for some of some of their younger guys sophomores to juniors like you mentioned where do you come down on that whereas you know you were senior heavy but a lot of these sophomores played in that or a lot of these juniors played in that game last year sophomores
2: oh yeah no doubt we uh i fall on the line of using it uh because uh that left, that left a pretty bad taste in her mouth, and it was one of those that, you know. And I mentioned to the boys all the time, it, uh, especially you know at the varsity level, it's two or three plays uh, is, is the difference there. You know, I go back to that ball game, and you know we missed we missed a pitch that went a long ways out of the park, and um, we had a, a couple errors, uh, you know, where we threw ball away and things like that, and. You know, those are things, that, and those guys remember it. They, uh, they remember it, and I don't think they liked it much either. And so, yeah, it, that stuff's addressed to practice, and, and it's one of those deals that here's what it was. You know, let's let's work to do what we can to, to make sure that uh, that doesn't happen again.
0: Casey Sullivan, Wildcats baseball coach, with us today on the Team Sports Network. We talked about uh, the batch you have returning casey but on the bump uh, you lose uh, some really good arms cole jones was your winner it was your leader last year with six wins he went six and one of the season uh delvin noah was really strong for you last year with uh, with three victories so let's talk a little bit about who you have coming back one of those guys we just already mentioned lucas weaver is a guy that i'm sure will play a fairly uh, prominent role for you on the bump
2: yeah um he's definitely uh gonna get his fair fair amount of looks there on the bump for us um we have a, uh, a senior Tyler Matheson um, who uh, hasn't had a ton of uh, varsity experience there, but uh, he had a he had a good summer, played a lot, uh, and been in the gym a lot, and he's uh, he's came a long ways. Um, we have a, uh, a sophomore who again um, he's he's gotten a lot better this year. Uh, his velocity's way up uh, with Hunter Williamson and so he's good we've had uh it's been kind of neat this year we had uh, a couple kids that uh didn't play last year that came out this year that i think we can you know work them into the lineup there and you know i think early on this uh you know the fanning we start right out of the gate there with quite a few ball games and so you know i think we're going to learn a lot Uh, our pitchers are going to get a bunch of opportunities uh and i think by the you know, hopefully by the end of this week and next, I think we play three ball games next week, too. And so, you know, by the end of these next week and a half or so, I think uh, we'll, we'll be able to identify some of our pitchers, some role guys, you know, maybe a little pitch-by-committee stuff. Um, Tyler Thurber is a senior. Uh, he's a little lefty that uh, is kind of crafty. And I think, you know, using them in the right spot, uh, I think we can still have, have good success with those
0: guys. For a Miami baseball coach, Casey Sullivan with us on the Team Sports Network. You open up the uh, fanning with Eaton, who uh, won the 3A title last year, uh, knocking off University. Actually, I'm sorry, you face, uh, pardon me, Lutheran, who uh, lost to Eaton last year, who went on to win the state title. Let me correct that. Uh, beating University last year for the 3A state title. Uh, uh, Lutheran losing to Eaton in the uh, the 3A playoffs by the score of 5-2 last year to end their season. But... An impressive run for Lutheran. The Lions went 26-3 and last year. They went 13-0 in their 3A Metro League. You play a really good baseball team, Casey, uh, coming up when you score off against Lutheran.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, uh, a lot of our, uh, our players uh, have played with some of these Lutheran kids, uh, and so they know them just with uh, their travel stuff and their stuff that they're doing in the summer. And, and yeah, I, I think that's they're going to be a pretty tough ball club, uh, you know. But early on right now, we are we are going to be focusing on us being able to, you know, limit our errors, make our pitches, you know, have good plate appearances and things like that and, and focus on us alone and, and let the chips, you know, kind of fall where they may. But um, I think if we kind of take that more of a, you know, worry about us, especially early, uh, worry about us and, and I think. Things will take care of itself.
0: Yeah, they lose their top three, They're actually uh, two of their top three hitters to graduation. But uh, one of those guys that did his returning played in 25 games last year, Josh Miller, at 571 for them. The, the Lions last year hit 423 as a team last season, but uh, they certainly had some uh, great output from uh, one of the their, their seniors that is no longer, of course, with this team, lost to graduation, Alex Jamura, who uh, last year had 556 for them and uh, had a, a big season swing in the bat, uh, likewise for uh, uh, the, one of their uh, seniors from last year as well, uh, Landon McDowell, that uh, hit 500 last year for them, along with, uh, let's see, jo- Dorian Pacheco led the way with 500 with a five fourteen batting average and 31 RBIs last season. So it's a really good baseball team that also, I uh, want to mention another guy too, that's good for them that you'll see uh, probably uh, coming up tomorrow, Drew McNair, who hit uh, four ten last year, and he had thirty nine RBIs. So, I mean, like you said, you're focused more on on your baseball team than on on Lutheran. But uh, who do you roll out tomorrow? Who gets uh, who gets the start in game one of the season for the Wildcats at the Fanning Classic?
2: Well, um, I think we're going to probably roll out uh, Lucas tomorrow um, to to go with. But again, you know, with it being early, it, we'll we'll see how it goes. You know, we'll see. Um, my, my guess is, you know, we're, we're still limited pitches. We're not, you know, we're not gonna blow up any arms here early for just for, a uh, an early win or something like that. So, uh, we'll go with Lucas, but, um, you know, I would venture to guess because we got three ball games here in the fanning and then three next, um, you know, we'll put those guys on little stricter, uh, pitch counts and, you know, make sure that they stay healthy. And so, Again, we'll probably a little bit pitch by committee, but um, he'll get the go on Thursday.
0: And then, of course, Prairie View coming up on uh, on Saturday. So, uh, and actually, Rampart on on Friday, and Prairie View on Saturday for your Wildcats as the Fanning tournament begins Thursday over at Spleasio and also at Canyon View as well. And uh, we'll have coverage of the Wildcats coming up on Friday uh, against Rampart. So uh, that'll be part of our coverage of the Fanning Classic this week. Hey, Casey, I appreciate the time. I uh, always uh, enjoy talking with you, and uh, best of luck uh, with the Fanning Classic and the start of the season for your Fruit of Monument Wildcats.
2: All right. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for having us.
0: All right. Take care. Casey Sullivan. And once again, we'll have the Wildcats game with Rampart coming up on Friday. Uh, first pitch at 11 o'clock from Saplesio. We'll have that one for you right here on the Team Sports Network. All right. So bringing basically the all the games from Saplesio tomorrow, and then Friday, and we'll also have Colorado Mesa baseball. We'll leave that uh, that central game a little bit early on Friday uh, because we'll have the Mavericks and Metro State as the Mavericks open up Armac uh, play as Colorado Mesa begins defense of their Armac regular season title.
1: Yeah, we're not dipping the toes in the baseball season. We're head first. Yep. Right in.
0: Right in. I love it. So, uh, busy, busy uh, weekend with also Colorado Mesa basketball against Angelo State coming up Saturday night with pregame at 6.15. 6- and today, we've got uh, University of Colorado men's basketball team. They open up the Pac-12 tournament in Las Vegas against Washington at 12.30 today with Mark Johnson. So uh, a lot going on here on the Team Sports Network. All right, 7.35, Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Text or call us, 970-242-1340. It is a wine about on Wednesday with Talon Wine, so if you had something you need to get off your chest, please do that today. Reach out to us on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970 970- 242 Is that what the
1: temptation said? Reach out. We'll be there.
0: I believe that was right. the Temptations. Yeah. I believe so. You get a text from Sean O. yesterday. Reach out to the West Texas A&M guy for an interview. You guys are a media outlet. This about their AD. Yeah. Well, I mean, we
1: kind of, yeah, we are.
0: Sean, you know what's probably going to happen if we did reach out to him? He would probably say, I'll pass. Thank you. I'll, mm-hmm. de- I'll decline.
1: Yeah, I don't really think he's in the market of coming on a show and getting beat up about it.
0: Hey, I'd love to come on and have you guys yeah, smack, smack me, me around like a pinata. Yeah, I'd love to I'd love to do that. Not
1: only did you <laughs> do it quite well without me on the show, having to come out and do it to my face. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to, but that's I just, just not how it's gonna, <laughs> that's that's not gonna happen. Sorry.
0: Yeah, it's just yeah, we're just that'd be a wasted effort on our part. Yeah.
1: I'd be down, but you know, I did. I did happen. talk
0: with some some folks with Angelo State yesterday uh-huh. with the with the radio side of it. <laughs> Their reaction was pretty much ours, like, "What the? Uh, what was that? Was that what was that?"
1: Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> so I would love to have been on that conference call with Mike DeGeorge yesterday mm-hmm. and everybody else uh, involved with the uh, South Central Region yeah. tournament. But that like, fun. We
1: got that text yesterday. I thought about it. And I kind of came to the same conclusion you did independently, like, I'm just going to be wasting my time. And then I'm going to be (laughs) even more upset at this guy because, oh, now you screwed CMU and you're scared to come talk about
0: it. Yeah, you won't come and talk about it. So
1: now I'm just like, all right, you know what?
0: You know, and and I guess the thing should probably should ask, right? Because maybe, maybe you'd say yes. I doubt he would. But I doubt he would. He, I'm gonna...
1: he might find himself suddenly too busy this week preparing for a uh, regional tournament that they didn't deserve. To right, watch. and maybe
0: but, uh, some heat from the NCAA. Yeah. About how this all went down.
1: Uh, we're okay with you screwing a team, but do not go on any radio station and defend it. <laughs> oh, Just... oh! Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. That's not what I. That's not what the NCAA was going to say, right? <laughs>
0: Like just shh, shut up shut up about it you got the tournament
1: screw job's done shut shut up. Up.
0: the fix is already in and done yeah all right 738 and it's uh, time for sound check this morning ladies and gentlemen can i please have your attention i've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story And i need all of you to stop
1: what you're doing and listen uh, speaking of fix or screw job or however you want to call it Uh, The discussion about Nikola Jokic's potential for a third straight MVP has kind of taken this show and some other shows by storm, including First Take, where it really kind of got going with Kendrick Perkins essentially calling white NBA MVP voters racist. He essentially didn't say it in so many words, but that's kind of the neighborhood he was driving through. And J.J. Reddick and him have gone back and forth, and yesterday on First Take, the screaming debate show, on ESPN, they got into a little bit of a screaming debate after JJ Redick kind of says the quiet part out loud about First
0: Take. Uh, Stephen, I mean mean no offense to you, and I mean no offense to First Take, because I think this show is extremely valuable. It is an honor to be on this desk every day. It really is. But what we've just witnessed is the problem with this show, where we create narratives, that do not exist in reality the implication what you are implying that the white voters that vote on nba are racist that are they, they favor white people you just not, said that I You ju- yes you did I yes did you did I did yes not. you did that did is exactly, what you, that is exactly
1: what you implied that is exactly what you implied secondly hold on did, hold on i
2: did not call i stated the facts i stated the facts
1: well so in about 43 seconds there we went 26-ish with a grown-up JJ Reddit JJ reddick rather not reddit no grown-ups on Reddit uh JJ Reddick. and then they devolved into five-year-olds did not did two did not did two did not did two but he says the quiet part out loud about they create narratives that don't exist in reality on first take I'm surprised they didn't go with a dumb button and Stephen a come flying in there with a folding chair a la WWE.
0: You know who else thinks what Kendrick Perkins had to say was, well, not, not necessarily specifically racist, but, but absolute garbage? Garbage? Who's that? One Sir Charles. Charles Barkley, who was on altitude, by the way. Yeah.
1: I'm a dumbass. Not in this instance, though. He's a smart guy. That's the only Charles I have, though.
0: He said, that's asinine and silly. Asinine, silly, and stupid. Pick one of the words, whatever one you want. One of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Yeah,
1: and, and JJ Redick, I didn't have the sound of this, but he actually makes points to back up because what Kendrick Perkins said is since 1990, there have been three MVPs outside the top ten in scoring: Jokic, Dirk DeWitchie, Steve Nash, who all have one thing in common, and it's not that they play NBA, although that is so. I guess be their skin color, common. correct? Yes, but. Here's what Reddick says, and this is a quote. You stop short at 90. That was your cutoff point for players to win the MVP, not in the top 10 of points per game, which is a stupid stat to judge MVP on. This isn't middle school. He says 90 Magic won it, 89 Magic won it, 87 Magic won it outside of the top 10 in scoring. So Perkins kind of a stat of convenience with the 1990 because it blows his argument out of the water to say uh yeah going back to 86 you can add three more and then it's three and three. Three for magic and three for white dudes.
0: And here's another you of know, course once again it's by Nikola Jokic mm-hmm. and so there's there's George Carl, former Nuggets coach, yeah, who defends you know guys that the played for his former team. Mm-hmm. Defending Nikola Jokic. And George Carl went after Kendrick Perkins on Twitter. Perkins said, Do you do you all of do you all of people want to go there today? Because I definitely have time, homeboy. You most definitely have a few skeletons in your damn closet. It says last year I was a bleep. Can't use the word. Mm-hmm. This year I'm a racist. Well, damn, which one is it? It's neither. I call out facts, not afraid to address the elephant in the room, but you just laid out the facts yeah, that it, that you created the fact by your parameters.
1: That's different than it's a fact fact,
0: right? Well, and, and here's something else Barkley said on, on altitude that I think we've, we've mentioned on this program. Mm-hmm. I always talk about ESPN disease. A lot of these guys, when they get on TV and stuff, they're like, well, I'm on ESPN, I've got to say something provocative. And you know the thing about it, you're always going to get some fools out there. You guys probably get some fools calling and agreeing with him. I can promise you this, I've never said anything on television just to get clicks. That doesn't mean I've been right or wrong, whatever. We can talk about race as much as you want to, as long as you're going to be fair and honest. But to slander this man, Jokic, in this situation is just total BS. Nikola Jokic is worthy of of once again an MVP. Mm-hmm. Whether he wins or not, I don't know. But for Kendrick Perkins to say, "Oh, it's about race," come on, right? Come on, man. I think I think Barkley's right. Sometimes guys just they just say stuff just because it's it's going to get clicks. It's going to get get us talking about it, right? Mm-hmm.
1: And Perkins says he really believes that he's not saying it for a hot take. But, but the facts work against it though. Yeah, he 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 set up parameters to box in his fact. Not that it fact exists in a vacuum, right? Like he set up the parameters to be like, well, last three white MVPs outside of the top ten
0: in scoring were white. But then, well, then you then just he goes, said that. Okay, you know. but then but then he doesn't look at. Black players, right? Who finished outside the top ten, like Magic Johnson, right? Into so the top ten in mean. scoring. He that, sets
1: up the walls yeah. to box in his fact.
0: And doesn't go, well, wait a minute, you're you're not mm-hmm. you're not allowing for comparison here with black players that have also had a similar path to the MVP, not a yeah. top ten in score like Magic, and won multiple MVPs. It's and we see too much of that now, right? And you and I, we don't dabble in that kind of stuff. If we're wrong about something, we're wrong. but And we acknowledge we're wrong. But I don't think we ever set up, hey, it's this and nothing else is a, a part of that or that. Right. You know, it's it's just my theory, and that's the only thing that matters. I have these facts to back up my theory. Mm-hmm. But I don't go, well, wait a minute. What about this over there? That, right. That's sim- the same situation. And so you can't say what you're saying is absolutely correct, and there's nothing you can compare it to. It's the fact in your range. Right. Not the fact,
1: period. Right. The fact is Magic won as many MVPs outside of the top ten in scoring since nineteen eighty six as all any three white guys in the league total. But that works against Kendrick Perkins' point, so he conveniently leaves that out. To where and also with the debate shows, you know, yeah, that shows two hours, but it's not like our show at three hours, you know they only really talk about four or five topics. They talk about what works nationally, but if they agree, then that shows not what it's, it's not supposed interesting. To
0: be. We we talk about a lot of different things: mm-hmm. national, regional, obviously local. That's what this program is about. Right. We don't and we don't hammer on three topics or four topics for mm-hmm. for three hours.
1: And we know that. At some point over the course of their show, production meetings, whatever, off air, between breaks, green room, is, okay, here's the point. You take point. I take counterpoint. Exactly. And we work on it from there. When you and I fight, we fight. It's legitimate. We, we disagree.
0: We, right. We And say when when Beatle did the show. Mm-hmm. Had Anybody one, else. Had one guy at one point worked with on this show. That, that tried to set up that kind of narrative, and I, I tried it a couple of times. I'm like, no, that's that's right, that's bull crap. We're not doing I that. I can't
1: get behind that's, it unless I believe it to
0: he's be. He's like, true. well, I'll take this and you take that. I'm like, okay, and I and I tried it. and I'm going, well, this it just sounds contrived. Mm-hmm. That's not really how I feel about that.
1: Hey, maybe they're better better actors than I am. That they can maybe, get behind maybe, that. I really here. can't.
0: And I'm just like, we're not doing that anymore. I think we tried like one show, yeah, two shows. Like, I'm like, good. I'm not going to do that.
1: If you really believe it, that comes across
0: right, and you don't
1: make asinine arguments about it. Do I think Kevin Perkins believes this?
0: He might, but he he's might. also wrong. He, but he's yeah, he's dead wrong about it. It's it's like picking the just picking that one mm-hmm. one specific stat about a guy, right? Yeah, of why he sucks or why he's great. But then you've got the player you're comparing him to is like, well, what about this guy who's great at this and this and this and this? You fail to mention that mm-hmm. this player against that player, this player superior against that player, say in three point shooting. Yeah. But what about all the other things that he does that you can't use one one stat to say a guy's better than another guy? Or in this case, you have just this one specific thing about these three white players that won the MVP that finished outside the top ten in scoring. Without mentioning that others did the same thing.
1: And, and my thing about, just kind of to, to put a cap on, are the MVP voters racist? Well, okay, so you have three MVPs since 1990, which is 33 years, by the way, which is just disgusting in its own right. But thir- three MVPs outside of the top ten in scoring. But you have Giannis, who's, you know, Greek, but black player. James Westbrook. Right. Or James Harden. Russell Westbrook. Steph Curry. Kevin Durant. LeBron James. Derrick Rose. Kobe. Kevin Garnett. Allen Iverson. Shaq. Karl Malone. Michael Jordan. David Robinson. Hakeem Olajuwon. Charles Barkley. Aren't those guys black?
0: Last time I checked. (laughs)
1: Like, how... That's the thing that I don't understand. If it was just straight up...
0: Like, last five MVPs, last ten MVPs, all white six guys. Six
1: out of 11. Or that yeah, Some
0: number like, they go, okay, maybe there's some racial bias going on In, here.
1: Two since 2007. Nash and Nowitzki won three straight. Between the two of them. Right. But since that, it's only been Nikola's last two
0: who are white. So guys. like, let's, let's pump the brakes on this mm-hmm. racist voting garbage it's nonsense since
1: 1980 43 seasons there have been eight white guys win mvp like how how does that how does that wash kendrick perkins Uh, exactly
0: exactly because it doesn't it doesn't wash i i really question whether or not he feels that way right I really really do. A lot of white
1: guys outside the top 10 in scoring that didn't win MVP either.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Like J.J. (laughs) Reddick. There you go. Good example. All right, 750. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Avalanche with a dominating performance over San Jose last night. We'll talk about that next on the Jim Davis Show.
1: crap Not just crap. The team presents the Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team.
0: Welcome back, Jim of the Buckeye Boy. It's Wine About a Wednesday with and Wine. Got something on your mind. Text your calls, 970-242-1340. The Avalanche snapping a three-game losing streak last night. Absolutely dominating San Jose with a 6 nothing win last night. At Ball Arena. Avalanche outshot the Sharks 24 2 to start the game. Kale McCarr had a four point night last night for Colorado. And the Sharks enter the game as the NHL's third worst team with a 391 winning percentage. And so last night, Avalanche played a great game defensively. Alexander Georgiev faced just 13 shots last night. Here's Georgie after a fairly light evening between the pipes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, much needed win. Uh, we were on a little bit of a skid
0: here and uh, we, knew, we knew it was important to get back on track and uh, play smart the whole 60 minutes. Yeah, uh, we played so much in the offensive zone, but at the same time
1: uh, everybody was uh, helping each other out and, and the D was pushing. Uh, we had a forward back all the time, we playing really smart and uh, that's also one of the reasons
0: why we are playing so good as well. So, fun game for the guys for sure. All right, also last night, Cale McCarr mentioned the 4.9 for Cale. Uh, Nathan McKinnon Miko Nico Rantan all scored in the same period for the first time in, uh, well, those with those three guys playing together. That never happened before. The Avs get the 6-0 win last night over San Jose. We'll take a break. Hour 2 coming up next on the team.